At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play All right, back here on The Sweat, everybody, kicking off the second hour, hour of this... Hour. Hour. Hour, hour? Cool whip. <laughs> cool whip. <laughs> All right, anywho, we'll drive into more of the uh, wildcard games uh, coming up. We've got some NBA bets, Brilliant. some... Um, a little in- college hoops. Yeah, a little yeah. college hoops. Uh, Michael Lombardi's going to be here, going to kind of tell us where he thinks Bill Belichick could end up next, which you think, Dallas. hey, maybe Dallas. Okay, we'll see fire if he... McCar- fire McCarthy before the game. Hire Bill before 430. Let's <laughs> whoa, go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow it down over there, Betty Boop. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, let's get into Rams and Lions. Hard to find a better storyline in these wildcard matchups in this revenge game for Jared Goff against his former team, Matthew Stafford, making his return to Detroit for the first time since the trade, which the Rams... We've gotten a Super Bowl out of uh, up at this point. Uh, which quarterback do you think is in a better spot to shine today, Steve? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Rams uh, and Matthew Stafford here. You know, I, I've, I'm really big on the Rams in this game here. I like them at plus three. Uh, but I think what we're really going to see in this game is what has been Jared Goff's biggest downfall. And that's when he's under pressure, he turns into a pumpkin, basically. If you look at his stats throughout the year when he's under pressure, he's been under pressure on 38% of his dropbacks this season. In that scenario, he has a 51% completion rate, only 6.4 yards per attempt. Nine of his 12 interceptions have come in that scenario. And then if you look at what his numbers are when he has a clean pocket, 75% completion rate, 8.1 yards per 10, 24 of his 30 passing touchdowns, only three interceptions, night and day in those type of scenarios here. they got Aaron Donald, they got a really good defensive line they're going to be throwing at what's been a good offensive line for the Lions, don't get me wrong, but when Jared Goff is starting to get starting to feel the heat there, turns into a completely different guy here. I think this is the better spot for the Rams and Matt Stafford. The Rams are red hot coming into this game. Yep. Like, yep. I didn't even realize until I looked into this game how good the Rams have been. Seven and one over their last eight games, their only loss in overtime on a punt return with missed holds on Baltimore that shouldn't have even won the game, and Baltimore's favored to come out of the AFC in the one seed. 
the Rams are playing really well. Yeah. And <clears throat> I think the piece of this game that's that's being overlooked, we can throw around uh, whatever trends or systems or whatever we want. Sean McVay knows Jared Goff very well. Yeah. Better than probably anyone. He was in the headset, giving him all the plays. That year they went to the Super Bowl and scored three points against the Patriots. I think that is the single biggest overlooked piece of this game is that nobody knows Jared Goff, including Dan Campbell, better than Sean McVay does. Mm -hmm. That is going to come into play, in my opinion, in this game and is a big reason why I like the Rams, let alone the storyline of the entire postseason with Stafford coming back to Detroit and probably putting up some numbers. Rams have won. I mean, Jules is right. This team is really hot right now. You were right yesterday, and I'll give you credit for that. A lot of times. Rams have won seven of their last games. They started the season three and six, for crying out loud, and they're trying to spoil the Lions' first postseason game, home playoff game since 1993. Emerson, we had a brotherhood play yesterday. Texans, we all agree. We got another brotherhood play today. Oh, my man. Let's go Rams, baby. Love this spot for the Rams. Uh, Let's look at the way this line has moved, how it opened. This game opened, Lions minus three, ticked up to minus three and a half when the hook was available. Ton of respected buyback, hit the Rams, brought this line back down to three. Again, talking about that Packers game, same sort of thing. Early move to Cowboys, it's come back. Hook could be critical here. So again, wait to try to get the hook. It's juiced up. You could buy the half point. Uh, I was able to jump on that three and a half. That's my favorite play here in this game. I'm hearing a lot of people also say, Emerson, that like the Rams are really trendy. They're a trendy dog. I would disagree. They're only getting 47% of bets. That's not like 27%, 37%, but still that's not 70, 80%. So the good bet split here to the Rams would be uh, only 47% bets, but 60% of the money in their favor. And uh, our, you know, Julian and Steve mentioned a lot of these factors here, but looking at the playoff experience of McVay and Stafford, you know, they've been there, done that. They've won a Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to be too, uh, you know, uh, the bright lights aren't going to get to them too much. Or if you look at Dan Campbell, covers a lot of numbers, you know, very uh, bold coach, goes for it make some bold moves, but this is his first big playoff game. This is the first playoff game for these Lions since 2016. So I would give the advantage experience-wise to the Rams. Again, a lot of system matches here. Dog playing an opponent who missed the playoffs the previous year. 13-1 and one against the spread, 93% since 2017. And again, rest versus tired. Jeff uh, mentioned in the last segment, Emerson, but Rams sat their starters week 18. Lions played their guys. I think this sets up very well for the Rams. Try to get the hook if you can. If not, I'll take the plus three. There's can nothing. I give some quick actual breaking news on this game? Ian yeah. Rappaport is reporting that Sam Laporta is right, going to play in this game. We got it right there in, in, in the touch screen. Oh, so, hey. Like, yeah. Wow, our producers actually know machine. what they're doing. Don't, don't throw a producer <laughs> threw under the bus like that. I would you, never throw You just under the bus. did, coward. <laughs> so, anywho, Jared Goff would love to have his rookie tight end uh, back in the lineup. He's going with injuries here. As you navigate the props department here, Steve, I don't know if Sam Laporta like lands on your card here, but uh, who does land on your card from this game? Yeah, so on the ground, this is not a good spot for Kyron Williams for the Rams. The uh, Lions have actually been one of the best run defenses in the league. However, they are also allowing more than league average receiving yards to opposing running backs. So we have a pretty small number here on Williams. Receiving yards set at 17 and a half. This has gone, a number he's gone over in only five of his 12 games. With that being said, Williams has seen 18 targets over his last five games. He has been one of their most consistent and best pieces 
pieces of offense when he's been on the field and healthy. They're not going to take him out of this game because of how good the Lions defense is. They're going to involve him as much as humanly possible, in my opinion here. So I think Williams, that means he's going to see maybe some more targets through the air than normal, especially against this very strong run defense. So give me Williams to go over his receiving yards of 17 and a half. All right, who do you think is in a good spot to shine, Josh? I'll give you two guys on the Rams I'm looking at. One, Tyler Higby, big tight end for the Rams, over 27 and a half, receiving yards minus 120. I was a little concerned because he missed the last game. I believe he had a knee injury or shoulder injury, uh, but it sounds like he's good to go and he will play. But he's gone over this number 27 and a half in five straight games. He's third on the Rams in terms of targets. Again, when you have a lot of attention paid to Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup, this is a guy who can be over the middle, a little bit overlooked, one-on-one coverage. So I like Higby to go over 27 and a half receiving yards. And here's a sneaky one, guys. It's getting a lot of steam and a lot of juiced up over liability. Demarcus Robinson over 42 and a half receiving yards I liked it this morning it was minus 125 to the over I just looked at DK right now it's now minus 140 to the over so this thing if you like it you probably want to get it now probably gonna go to 43 or higher before you know it kind of a forgotten guy in that offense but he's gone over this number in five straight he rested in week 18 and then his last game he played against the Giants he had six catches for 92 yards so Higby over 27 and a half Demarcus Robinson over 42 and a half. Yeah, and Pierce Dietrich yesterday in our DFS price uh, segment, price check segment, he really liked Robinson uh, on DraftKings there and his price point. Uh, Jules, if you spec this game just to be dudes letting it fly here, maybe like a quarterback prop, do you like a receiver prop or brave enough to go to the backfield? Did you say spec'd? What did do I, I say? spect this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, it's my Florida education. Do you spect it? <laughs> You expect fireworks? Yeah, showing. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I expect is Puka Nakua to go over Hell 75 yeah, and a half receiving yards. I'll go to Puka. Josh hinted at him. He's going to get attention. That's fine. Dude's been doing just fine with attention on him. We'll take the Niners game out. No starters. Puka only played so that he could get the rookie receiving record. Got his 41 yards. Got out of there. Uh, five previous games. Three of them for over 100 Four of the five for over the 75 and a half uh, that his line is set at here. We're indoors. We're road dogs uh, in a building that Stafford is comfortable with going against some outside corners that have not been very sharp lately. I really like Puka to to have a big game here. If you want to go with plus money on the alt for a 100-yard game, don't hate it. Yeah, he's been brilliant. Set the all-time record for receiving yardage for a rookie. and said that. Against the Lions, facing that defense, checking in 27th against the pass. Bukes, how many points are we going to see in this game? Yeah, this. How many points do you expect? Yeah, (laughs) Um, nailed it. This, I mean, this one I think does have. This is the highest you know game total on the board. Here we got 52 points here. uh, You know split pretty evenly. I, I think this one does go over in this one. I do think we're going to get a lot here. Like I mentioned here, the, the Lions have been one of the best run defenses in the league against the run. So if the Rams are going to shy away from that, that means we're going to see a lot of throwing in this one. And he has more than comparable receivers to go to in this one between Nakua Cup and Demarcus Robinson, who really has taken over that wide receiver three role over 2-2 Atwell. Atwell has really kind of been phased out of this offense here. And then that means probably more throwing here for the Lions. Because again, even though they're favored in this one, I like the Rams and, and in this game here so that could mean more throwing for Jared Goff and having to get the ball out quickly because of all that pressure that he's getting in his face here so I think this one is going to go over this is one of the games I am comfortable in taking the over in a 52 points 
lot of people expect this to turn into a shootout, and no you've got a way. sexy system over here, do you I know? I do. I got systems left and right. Pull out my pockets. Like, they're just flowing out of put, me. I'm not it's, putting my hand in That's what I do. Pocket. Yeah. Sorry, that was weird. But uh, <laughs> I'll go toward uh, the under in this one. I will lean under. You know, to Steve's point, again, it feels like it's going to be an over. Philly but, can't even hold the camera straight right now. It's, <laughs> Philly, camera's over there, you pervert. <laughs> we got 70% of bets on Get the it together, over. Billy. <laughs> it really hasn't moved, though, guys. You know, if you look at the total here, it was like 52. It's kind of stayed 52. 70% over. Why is it up to 53, 53 and a half? It's kind of stayed where it's at. If you can get a hook on the 52 and a half, I would lean under in this one. And I'll give you a little bit of an angle. Uh, we got to look at the refs every now and again. Craig Rolstad is going to be the ref for this game. He is a big road ref historically. He's 57% wow. against the spread to the road team. That is a good sign for the Rams. Check his pockets. Yeah. Yeah, no. He's got um, some flags in there, literally. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely not. So uh, a bajillion points scored in this one, Jules? Uh, a bajillion seems high. Um, <laughs> I, uh, the Rams' defense against um, against Goff is, is what I'm curious about. Like, yeah. I genuinely believe that there is a chance that Sean McVay, like, pantses Jared Goff. In, in this game. Is really? Um, oh. <laughs> not literally, <laughs> but figuratively. Okay. I, so Pockets I, the pants, huh? Yeah, yeah I, I, can't play a, I can't play a total in the game. It's, it's just Rams for me. I think Jared Goff might look very confused against Sean McVay. All right, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> We're all going to check our pockets. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm checking it right now for some spare change, maybe 92 cents for a bonus bet. Uh, let's go to the hardwood really quick after this. Uh, some college men's hoops, some Billy NBA. Uh, Kawhi and Ant will collide tonight at 7 o'clock. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. NFL talk up to this point. We got hoop heads who are dialed into this show week in and week out. So let's um, 
satisfy their taste for some basketball bets. NBA main slate tonight, five games. Pacers at the Nuggets, Clippers, Wolves, Suns, Trailblazers, Hornets at the Heat, Kings at the Bucks. Jules, I say add a handful of those games right there. What do you like? Clippers-Wolves is a big game in the West. We have a team in the Clippers that hasn't broken through, but they have all the talent in the world uh, and are expected to contend. And we have a team in Minnesota that's very young, but trying to prove themselves here. Uh, I think the Clippers are the better team. Um, This is, you know, we'll see where Minnesota and OKC wind up at, at the end of the year. Regular season, you know, they're at home, dicey spot, but there's only one player, unless somebody rests on the Clippers, that has an injury designation in this game, and it's Anthony Edwards with a legit knee injury. Banged his knee in the last game. Questionable for this one. We'll see if he goes. I I, I like the Clippers to begin with, um, and I would play it now because if Anthony Edwards is out, this probably moves to three, three and a half, um, and you're, you're really going to want to get in there. So I, I think that the Clippers, the way that they're playing right now, um, dominating on both ends of the floor, this is a prove-it game for them because they haven't proven it before. So I, I, if I'm looking at anything today, big game in the Western Conference, give me the Clippers on the money line. I'm with Julian. I love this play for the Clippers. From a data standpoint, a lot of smart money. Maybe it's the injury. Either way, this line is going toward the Clippers. This game open. Actually, Clippers, a short dog, getting a point uh, or point and a half. We've now flipped all the way to Clippers, minus one and a half. And now it's getting up to minus two. So this thing continues to creep up in favor of L.A. If you like L.A., I would play them right now before you wait any longer and this line rises even more. This is a money line play for me, minus 125. I'm money line short favorites. Again, just on the off chance you get a one-point win. I want to cash my bet and not lose. 50-50 bet split, basically. Public's relatively split, yet this line is going to the Clippers. And here's the system. Road favorites straight up. If you're a favorite on the road, you win these games 66% of the time. It's 136 and 69 this year. Big offensive efficiency advantage. Fifth overall for the Clippers versus 19th uh, for the um, uh, for the T-Wolves. You also get the Clippers. Uh, this kind of surprised me. Dog fave has been a big uh, discrepancy here. ATS. When they're a dog, the Clippers are just 1-6 against the spread. When they're a favorite, they're 19-12. and 12. ATS, including eight and four ATS on the road. So give me the Clippers dog to fave. It's a money line play for me on LA. All right. We got some uh, pretty good games in the college hoop sphere, right? Unless you have any more on your NBA card, Josh. I would just mention Bradley Beal. Okay. Points, rebounds, assists over t- uh, 27 and a half. He had his best game since becoming a son. Last game, 37 points, six rebounds, four assists. Injury concerns, as always, with Beal, load management, but they've had two days off, so hopefully he's good to go. This total's been on the rise. I'm going to take a shot on Beal, over 27.5 PRA. And both of your um, your bets in terms of college hoops, NBA, I mean, you guys just had a hell of a day all around yesterday. So once again, help us out uh, in the college world, Jules. Which game, uh, I guess, tickles your fancy tonight? We have some monster favorites in the Big Ten. Um, Michigan double-digit favorite over a good Rutgers team. Um, what, Illinois is almost to double digits against Maryland. We got UConn laying over 20 at home against Georgetown. <laughs> I have one game to ask Josh about before I give any opinion because this is the sharpest play of the day, and this team absolutely stinks. Wichita State? Which one? Who? National powerhouse <laughs> that cannot, they can barely dribble this year. Ooh. That would be UCLA. Oh, getting 32% right. of the bets for 66% of the money at home against Washington as a one-point dog. 
Something's going on there. Is there, it UCLA for you? Because I, it's got to be. So yeah, I've been plus here. Three down to plus I've one, been yeah. here, done this with <laughs> with UCLA. I'm not saying that I'm betting Washington. Uh, market screams UCLA. This team is beyond bad. I've watched too much of them to to bet on UCLA at any point in time. Yeah, it's definitely scary because they've they've struggled so much. But again, you gotta uh, just kind of uh, chalk it up to the fact that wise guys who move numbers seem to like UCLA for whatever reason. They open plus three. You're down to one. This may may even be getting down to a pick'em, and that's notable because, as you mentioned, Julian, no one wants to touch Washington. UCLA is getting what such a, a small percentage of bets, yet the lines go in right. favor. It's got to be UCLA or not for me. Well, so what about this when we get these uh, pick'em type of games? Because spread-wise, those are the splits. Money line which you bet money line in close games like this, Washington, 63% of the bets, 74% of the money. Betters are hitting Washington on the money line and UCLA on the spread. That's true, but I would also think probably it's a late game, it's wild card weekend, maybe just the uh, total share of raw tickets are much higher on the spread than they are on the money line, but it's a good point. It's kind of weird the fact that you have a majority of tickets on the money line on Washington, yet the spread on UCLA. UCLA, 32% bets, 66% money. Again, a long time ago, I just said to myself, and I've learned uh, over many (laughs) different options. You don't have opinions, uh, you're not allowed to have them. Because you gotta go with the market, Julian. There's money that's (laughs) on the line and you gotta respect it. So yeah, for whatever reason, this is a UCLA play. Well, what about over uh, with UConn? And is UConn playing today? Is it against um, Georgetown? Host Georgetown. Host Georgetown. Because the last two games they had were close wins. And UConn was the only top five team this past week to survive. Like one, two, and then four or five end up like falling. So while those were close wins against Butler and Xavier, UConn has a much easier outing at home against Georgetown. Well, I think UConn uh, minus 3,600 on the money line is pretty safe, <laughs> but I'm going to go a different route here. Don't do that. <laughs> Under, right? Under, oh, yeah. Josh. 33% yep. of the bets, 60% of the money. UConn can, uh, UConn can pick their number against Georgetown if they want to. But tough Big East schedule at home, early tip on a Sunday, Georgetown coming into town. This is a game that you take your foot off the gas with a 21-point spread, which, by the way, 58% of the bets, 72% of the money, laying over 20 points with the Huskies. <laughs> this is a blowout. No doubter blowout. Is it going to be 20 or more? I have no idea. But the Huskies are going to let their foot off the gas. I do like the under. All right, one. so maybe it's like, would, would you target like a first half line in, that, in a game like that that's expected to be like a blowout, Josh? Uh, to be honest with you, Emerson, I lay off these games. Yeah. To me, it's just when you have such a huge spread, uh, spread like that, yes, most likely they're going to uh, cover this number and blow out Georgetown. But, you know, when you get into these games, it's on 20-21, like one bucket, a meaningless, uh, you know, score here could, you know, uh, sink your bet, could win your bet. I would agree with Julian more on the under. You know, it opened 145 and a half. It's down to 144. I'm going to give you a game, though, that, Julian, I thought you were mentioning, maybe you have a take on. It's Memphis and Wichita State because this one, yeah, to me. Yeah, home dog, right? Yeah, I got to take Wichita State here. This game opened. In Memphis minus five and a half it's down to five some books I think maybe even touched four and a half at one point but this game keeps falling toward Wichita State even though they're only getting 24% bets so public is going with the favorite here on the road totally makes sense Memphis good record uh, the ranked team here yet it's falling toward Wichita State I take the points of Wichita State it's a buy low sell high play also in college troops we've seen recently and you saw the graphic yesterday and in a bunch of these uh, big games where these unranked teams are winning outright so I don't know yeah. if, uh, against ranked teams. I don't know if Wichita State's going to win the game, but again, if you're giving me a five, I'll take it with the Shockers. And I I was going to say, Memphis has failed to cover like five in a row, so being a seven-point or greater favorite, though. 
Memphis hasn't been playing well lately. They win at home by six against UTSA. They win at home by three against SMU. They win on the road by three against Tulsa. They've been playing in grinders, um, two of them at home. The three-point game at Tulsa tells you quite a bit. This is going to be a road test uh, in a tough environment early in the season, getting five and a half um, or five here is fine by me. Uh, Josh, what other trends are you seeing today? What's the market telling you? What are your systems telling you right now? So one system that I love, Emerson, is when you have tiny little obscure games that the public doesn't even care about, want to bet, they can't even find it on their app when they place a bet on draft games. Wild card weekend is a good weekend to find these obscure games, by the way. Exactly. And the whole point being is, again, no one woke up, and I'll give you an example, Emerson. No one woke up today and said, you know what? On wild card Sunday, I got to bet Cleveland State and Wisconsin Green Bay. I Nobody mean, I, I will, maybe you did because you're a wise guy. Yeah. You targeted this one. Absolutely. That 92% you got in your <laughs> 92 cents in your account, Emerson. Put it on the Cleveland State money line in this spot. I love this angle. We just talked a second ago, Clippers dog to fave. You got a dog to fave on Cleveland State. They opened getting a point at Wisconsin Green Bay. Now they flip to minus one. Uh, and you look at um, these obscure line moves. Again, the way I look at it as is the public wants nothing to do with it, yet if you're seeing a line move on a tiny little game like that, it's almost purely sharp-driven because the pros don't care if it's a heavily bet game, Kentucky-Duke, or a tiny little game like this. They're going to hit it if their power ratings have a better number than what the odds makers show. You have a big rebound advantage here, big offensive advantage here. This is one that jumped out to me, Cleveland State money line. I don't expect Emerson to be betting that game. No, no, no. But, I mean, Josh makes a good point, I feel like, that you uh, agree with. Find those, like, little teeny tiny games kind of flying under the radar. Take advantage and hammer away, baby. Honestly, just sports betting point overall. Forget uh, whatever Josh just talked about. Cleveland State, (laughs) UW-Green Bay. Seriously. Stop listening to Josh. (laughs) Seriously. Like, Clippers-Timberwolves is an overlooked game today because everybody's talking about football. I'm not kidding. Like, the the handle on a Clippers-T-Wolves game is going to be way lower than it would be on just a normal night without football, like significantly. So even a game like that is flying under the radar, let alone whatever dumpster dive Josh wants to do here in college hoops. (laughs) Dumpster dives, they pay. No, I'm I'm not hating it. They do. Real quick, do you like Utah today? Minus one and a half to minus two and a half at uh, Stanford. Utah's, Utah's good. I, I I would lean that way. Utah's pretty good. Stanford's been good at times, but uh, Utah's a really good team. They buried UCLA the other night. <laughs> All right, you guys have been pretty good at times as well, but enjoy uh, having the next block off. We're bringing in Michael Lombardi, where he thinks Bill Belichick could land next now that his time, the era, is over in New England. Cowboys. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it breaks my heart to say that we're less than 30 minutes away from this show, the sweat ending, but the Lombardi line, yeah, that's right. Turn that frown upside down. We'll be taking over next. And the host of said Lombardi line, former NFL executive, one of my best friends, Michael Lombardi joins us live now to help us navigate what was a wild week around the football world. Good morning, Michael. How are you? I am good. I am doing very well. I'm a lot better than a lot of those people that sat in the cold last night in Kansas City and watched yeah. uh, 
kind of a boring game, if you will. But yeah. uh, it was, uh, you know, it's it's wild card weekend. I mean, it's lovely. It's great. We every day's got two games, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. It is. It, it's an exciting time of year in the football world. It was a wild week ahead of these games kicking off. Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, Titans of football, two kings departing their thrones. They've been many things to each other here, Michael. Right over their illustrious coaching careers. They've been friends, co-workers. They've been rivals. They've been besties like you and me. You've worked with both of them. <laughs> what made their trailblazing approach to the game so different from others, Michael? I think when you break both of them down, they come from different backgrounds in terms of philosophical approach towards the game, how the game's played offensively, defensively, and in the kicking game. But where they kind of figure out where they get to the same point is their ability to focus and see the non-obvious, right? So one of the keys to being a successful organization, it's a great quote from Marcus Aurelius who said, the secret to all victory lies in the organization of the non-obvious. And both these coaches can see the non-obvious and they are able to organize it and attack their opponent build an organization with that in mind and their their dedication to focus you know Steve Jobs talks about focus isn't just focusing on one thing it's eliminating distractions that cause you to lose focus and both of these guys do that really well yeah they gave us the patriot way which i heard you say the other day on vsen that started as the brown way did it not yeah it did. It was the Brown way. I mean, Belichick's career started. It could have been called the Navy way because essentially, as I wrote about in my book, Football Done Right, Belichick's where our environment is usually dictates how we become. I mean, if you go to Echo Park in the 70s, there were a thousand great songwriters there, you know, and they just conveyed on that little area of Los Angeles. And the next thing you know, we've got Eagles and we've got Joni Mitchell and we've got all these great renowned writers, singer songwriters. Same thing at Navy. He grew up around Roger Staubach playing catch that Navy uh, influence is high. And when he came to Cleveland, he installed the we, not the I, the ability to be selfless, the ability to build a team, not just draft players. So I, I think that way started. Now, we didn't have as much success, obviously, as he had when he got to New England and won six Super Bowls. But the cornerstone of that program started there. So the timing of their departures, talking Saban and Belichick here, likely coincidental. And I know you're a history buff, so it's still symbolic of their many connections, like founding fathers, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson dying on the same day. Saban is bound. Wow, that's impressive that you read your history books. I'm really and do, impressed and with you that. And you, you know what day they I'm died? really impressed. No, they, uh, July 4th. Yeah, they died on July 4th yeah. in 1826. Look at us, man. We're just two educated dudes talking football. So <laughs> Saban's likely bound for a media role here. As for Belichick, where would you put your money on him coaching next? I don't know where to put the money. Uh, I think we've yet to see all the candidates available because some may be playing this weekend. We don't know. And I think it's too early to say. Obviously, there's teams that have openings and people want to just put people there. However, that being said, uh, you know, there could be a shocker this weekend. We know there's oftentimes a shocker from the playoff weekend where we see a coach decide to leave or get fired. So I think there's it's been really the landscape hasn't been fully declared. So it's hard to accurately predict a place. But the one thing we do know 
uh, Emerson listening to coach talk at his press conference saying goodbye to Patriot fans and that organization. He wants to keep coaching. Yeah. He loves coaching and he's still good at coaching. Now, the record doesn't indicate that, but trust me, the opponents who've played against him do know that he's still a fabulous coach. All right. We've had Julian Edlow here in studio hollering all morning. Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. How would you like Belichick's fit with the Cowboys? Let's say if the Cowboys do lose today, Mike McCarthy's ousted. Well, I, I think obviously, you know, Bill Parcells was there. So certainly if Bill Parcells can function within that environment, so could Bill. And, you know, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, his son, Bill has great respect for them. I think he's known him quite a long time. He's very close friends with Jimmy Johnson, who knows the organization and how it runs. So, I mean, there is a mutual friendship. Now, does that lead to a job? I, I, I can't answer that because the parameters of a job is the most important. If you read the book, The Education of a Coach, yeah. you know, Belichick goes through David Halberstam, the great writer, about what he would what it would take for him to become a head coach once he left Cleveland. And if those conditions are met, which apply to the New England job, then I think certainly he would be interested. All right. Well, not every head coaching vacancy is created equal. Which one would you rank as the best available option just right now overall, the best job right now? Everybody looks at these jobs and says, who's the quarterback, right? Yes. So everybody thinks the Chargers is the best job because of Justin Herbert. And certainly that's a long way uh, towards going to have success. But I think more than anything, it's the owner. What the owner tells you. What is the owner looking for? What does he want? What's his level of expectation? What's his level of patience? To me, we're seeing a league that is turning over so quickly. Th seven coaches on average per year out of 32. So you needed to go with an owner who's lockstep with you. And I think that's the hard thing for any of us to determine because we're not talking to the owners, right? We don't know what their vision is. The owner has to set the vision for the company and then hire people to enact the vision. And I think until you know what that vision is, it's challenging. Yeah, which is why I think some people may have steered away from Houston last year. But then D'Amico Ryans comes in. He's done an incredible job uh, yeah. with, with the Texans. We saw it yesterday. And then C.J. Stroud, you have O.C. Bobby Slowick. He's become one of the hottest coordinators like on the planet. He's going to have some head coaching opportunities here. Question is, when will Houston's season end? Because this team feels like it's going to be a tough out, Michael. Well, I, I think, look, you know, they, they beat a, a fifth seed that was beat up, right? The Cleveland Browns defensively, when they went on the road, they were just not the same defense as they were at home. And when they can't run the ball, they put the ball in Flacco's hands 42 times and 42 and a half times since he's played. And Watson was only throwing it on average 28 times because they had no run game. They lost a lot of their offensive linemen, both starting tackles. Uh, they lost their starting running back in Nick Chubb. They were trying to piecemeal it together, and it caught up to them yesterday. With no balance and no ability to control, Houston played really well and give them all the credit in the world. But now it probably means they're going to have to play the, the you know, the four seed will play the one seed if that's the way it goes. And they're going to have to go into Baltimore and play. Now they play Baltimore in week two, week one of the season. And Stroud was good. They moved the football. They just kicked field goals. But I'm not sure when you take this defense on the road, it can play as well as it did at home, especially without the crowd noise. All right, two wild card weekend games down, Michael. Four more to go. What's the best matchup left on the board, in your opinion? Well, I think they all are interesting, right? I, I mean, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh, the uh, Buffalo game 
we still need to figure out what the weather is. So yeah. let's put that off to the side. Okay. Uh, this the Dallas Cowboys against the against the Packers offensively going to should be a shootout. Now Jair Alexander is rumored to not be playing. He twisted his ankle in practice. That hurts. That hurts the Packers. But this these two teams played last year in week 10 of the season, and it went to overtime. It was Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' best game. Both teams had over 400 yards of offense, and it was an up-and-down-the-field kind of game. I expect that to be the same way this time. I think it's a game where neither team will gain control, no matter who's in the lead, and I think it'll come into the fourth quarter. The Rams-Lions game, I think, is really interesting from this standpoint. Everybody's on the Rams, and the Rams are just to be the favorite. But what we do know about the Rams are is their depth is not very good. Their special teams are not not very good and and most importantly if they can't run the football which is going to be hard to run the ball against a very good front of Detroit then their passing game isn't the same early in this game we're going to be able to figure out whether Detroit can run the whether whether the Rams can run and have they scheme runs to attack this Detroit front if they do that I think they win if they don't I think Detroit will come out the winner yeah, how do you uh, how are you approaching and, and looking at just Narrative Street with Matthew Stafford and, and Jared Goff kind of colliding? We we know that Stafford has won the Rams a Super Bowl here, and then we've heard Goff mentioned throughout the past week too, like he's never going to forget the way that the Rams kind of just dumped him off, and he's going to continue to use that as motivation. Well, and that's certainly great. But at the point, he's going to have to play well. He's going to have to stay in the pocket. Their offensive line, which is very good, is going to have to protect. If they give him time to throw the ball and they can run the ball with his play action, then Goff will deliver it. I think Goff will play well. He usually plays very well at home, Emerson. That's been the key. One of the things where where Goff has problems is when you speed up his game, when he has to play faster, when the rush is kind of getting to him. I think Laporta is going to try to go today. That's critical because he's a safety valve the tight end the rookie from Iowa he's been very good for him all year he's going to try to go on a wounded knee we'll see how effective he'll be but Montgomery and Gibbs are the key they've got to run the ball Detroit wants balance in their offense it sets up their play action pass game all right Michael Lombardi it was great having you we have a massive audience watching us right now that is going to stick around and support you in the Lombardi line so thank you yeah I appreciate you Emerson you're you're thank very you so very much. welcome anything for you my friend we're going to break down Eagles Bucks to wrap up the sweat right after after our final break. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zip 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The Eagles have lost five of their past six games. They have a negative eight turnover ratio in that stretch. The Bucks have won five of their past six and have a plus four turnover ratio uh-huh. during that stretch. A lot of people say maybe that seat Nick Sirianni is sitting on right now is scorching hot. Anywho, they will collide tomorrow night, Monday night, one of two Monday NFL Super Wildcard Weekend games that we have got cooking here. And right now, there's no A.J. Brown, right, for the Eagles. A lot of people picking Philly. Are they? As the team, as the team to be upset. Ooh, I like the way you presented that. It's called a dramatic pause, buddy. (laughs) Hey, Steve, you expect them to lose (laughs) on Monday night? I mean, how much trouble are the Eagles in here? I I, want to throw this to Josh. I'm ready. I'm ready. Give me it. Are are you surprised that this line has basically held steady? The entire week, because I am. Even after the news of Brown? Well, well so, so the news for Brown came out. It dropped down to two and a half from that news, and then it went immediately back up to three. Like, are you genuinely surprised before, that this, this Before Josh goes, I would argue it hasn't necessarily held steady, that the Eagles were down some places as low as one and a half minus 130 money line, and it has gone up. So that's true. From the but I don't. You probably don't want to bet. I don't know if you want to bet on that move though. Generally, you like that move. I don't know if this is a situation where you do like that move. So I'll look at it one of two ways. One is this a surprise that he's out? Again, was it built into the line that he was going to miss this game? Was doubtful anyway. Therefore, it's not much of a a, you know a a surprise move. Like if he was expected to go, you know, gets hurt yesterday in practice, boom. Then you see it fall. That would make more sense to me. So maybe it's just that it's built in, and he was probably a a kind of a quote unquote doubtful to begin with. In terms of the movement, though, I think if you're going to bet this game, I like Tampa quite a bit and I would bet yeah. it right now this is a key number of three uh, to Julian's point it did open you know minus two two and a half one and a half it was a lower number it got up to three but all these threes across the board right now guys are coming back down to two and a half so if you do like Tampa Bay which I do by the way they're uh, the top uh, one of the top contrarian plays of the weekend they're only getting right now I think 41% of bets but that three is so critical three is the most common key number most common margin of victory if Tampa Bay were to lose by three again you want to push that bet you don't want to lose a plus two and a half it didn't matter yesterday with the Texans they won the game anyway but I love the fact that this line is coming back toward Tampa give me the plus three right now before it falls and I'm going to bank on not just no AJ Brown but the defense of Tampa Bay yeah, you look man. down the stretch man Philly was god awful they lost what five of their last six yep. Patricia had to come in and call plays he didn't help at all they're giving up 25 points per game <laughs> 30th in the NFL meanwhile Tampa Bay they're seventh in the NFL so I love Tampa plus three and they, Philly hasn't covered now for six straight weeks yeah, the last dude. time they covered a game was Thanksgiving week <laughs> against Ooh. Buffalo. And I've talked about this a couple times on the show. That was overtime and that was overtime There was no guarantee that they were. I've talked about this a couple times on the show, though this these are the spreads that the Eagles do cover. They haven't covered a spread higher than five, you know, as a favorite, five and a half 
this season. Like, that is insane to me, that they haven't covered a spread higher than that at any point this season. They're only 6-6-2 six, six and two ATS as a favor so far this season. The thing that does worry me a little bit, and I'm on you, I'm on your side. I'm taking Tampa. I'm taking three with Tampa. The only thing that worries me is that Baker Mayfield is dealing with not one but two injuries: rib injury and ankle injury. He was limited in practice. He's questionable to play. I don't. I can't imagine he's that he's not playing in this playing game. Yeah, but he is playing uh, playing dinged up. Again, though, when we talk about how bad this Phillies defense has been. I was absolutely shocked by this when I was looking over these numbers last night. We talk about how bad the Washington Commanders secondary has been and the numbers that they allowed to opposing wide receivers. The Eagles mm-hmm. allowed only 42 yards less than the Commanders. We talk about how bad that Commanders secondary has been and how you need to attack the Commanders through the air. The Eagles are right there. And I feel like that isn't like talked about enough because like we were ragging and being all over the commanders. How bad that secondary is. The Eagles are literally right there. 183 yards per game to opposing wide receivers as a whole. That is absurd to think about. When you think about how much Washington was ragged on, yeah. the Eagles are in that conversation. And Jules, we knew the Eagles' like 10-1 record was a little fishy based off seven of their wins being by one score here. But this Bucks defense, too, has been really superb since the start of December, allowing just 16.3 points per game. Yeah, but I mean, two teams going in opposite directions here. I agree with the guys. I'm on Tampa. I haven't teased with Dallas. Dallas minus one, Tampa plus nine. Am I, am I going to get in on Tampa come Monday night? Probably. Uh, but, like, I'm a little scared for some reason because it I'm seems too you. obvious. I, I'm with you. I, I, I agree The on that. Eagles are 1-5 and 0-6 against the spread in their last six games. Tampa's 8-3 against the spread as an underdog this year. The number has gone up to three. And this is the only game of the weekend where the betting's but surprised me because yeah. it seems like everyone is on Tampa. Everybody knows this about Philly. Everyone's on Tampa, but 58% of the bets for 60% of the money are on Philly. So I don't, apparently I don't know all of these uh, Joes that are just saying Philly, 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 um, because I, I haven't seen any of those bets, but the, the splits say it's there. Um, it's the ultimate buy low spot on the Eagles, if there ever was one. Are, is who's, it it, who's interested in that? It, I, it has to be. Because they're sitting there and they're going to go below three, uh, uh, about three points against Tampa. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm on Tampa. I, I'm just, I, don't, I can't get it out. I'm, like, the I'm worried about you over there. You're really stressing out. You dude. should be worried. I'm, I'm on Tampa, but I'm, I'm concerned. I'm so I, like, I don't know what else to say. I don't know yeah, why. I, I, I mean, I can, I'm kind of picking up on that here, yeah. dude. So I, I just went back and looked, and when they faced Tampa, they were, they closed as a five and a half point favorite, which opened, they did open six and a half, yeah. got down as low as four and a half, yep. closed five and a half, which they so did. So if cover. this goes to two and a half, you're getting three points of value yeah. here. They did cover, and that was the highest that they've covered the season. Twenty-five to eleven. Yeah, Monday Night Football in Tampa. Yeah, based off what I'm hearing, it feels like Tampa Bay should be able to score against this Eagles defense, leading to a possibly monster game for Mike Evans. Who are there any props we like in this one? I do like that Evans That's one. Sixty-five and a half receiving yards. 
Uh, yeah, I don't oh, know. Wait, is this another Nottie. like brotherly? You know, I can't go to the big guys. I got some random guys for you. If you <laughs> oh, hear let's go! Come you on, hear my random guys. Me with the random, yeah. but you, you Kate agree? Kate Otten's one of them. Yep. Okay. Over twenty four and a half with Mike Evans. Though you like that? Okay. Kate Otten over twenty four and a half minus one twenty. This guy's not random, but Dallas Goddard. I know earlier today, I think Jeff mentioned him, but he's over forty seven and a half minus one thirty. Goddard's interesting to me because it's a really buy low spot. He only had one catch for four yards in his last game, Week Seventeen against the Giants. so to me, this is kind of a fishy one where if a guy has a bad game or doesn't produce, yet you see a much higher number that's juiced over, something fishy is going on there. So Otten and Goddard are guys I would target. And then also, guys, looking at the total here, uh, kind of like the under, you know, open 44 and a half. It's down to 43. Pretty good bet split here to the under. Only half the tickets with 75% of the money. And uh, Steve, I'll throw this at you. Yeah. Not a lot of wind, but we could get some rain in Florida. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a, what a surprise that is. How could that affect the game? I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> They can get Steve doesn't doesn't know I'm a tough footing. You can know I mean? throw one quick prop out there? Please it's not do. Even, it's not even on the board. AJ Brown oh. is out. Don't worry about it. It'll be on the board. AJ <laughs> Brown. What are we doing? AJ Brown. Don't worry. I'm just, it's gonna be there. AJ Brown is out. Julio Jones is going to get yeah. on the board. Come on. Play uh, playoff Julio. This is if, this oh, is why you so this is why you signed Julio Jones to get him involved in a playoff game that AJ Brown is not playing. There's a reason it's not on the board. Johnny Avello's terrified. He knows. <laughs> Julio Jones, weird, weird numbers gonna open. Over. Okay. I don't. I, no, I'm not on that at all. All right. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Here, here's what's gonna happen. So it's gonna be Smith as your wide receiver one. Sure. Dallas Goddard is essentially gonna be your wide receiver two. Okay. Especially in this matchup against the Bucks, they were one of five teams that allowed over a thousand receiving yards to opposing tight ends this uh, this past season. It's going to be. They might allow a thousand yards to Julio on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> you take your Julio overs. I can't wait to hear. It. Well, okay, so what, what's the line? It's not even up there. Well, no, I know that, but no, he, he, he's also prepared for it. He should, know, uh, he should have a number, number. Make it, make it, Mr. Um, seven Gabbard. and a half. <laughs> oh no no. Uh, so uh, twenty-four and a half. Wow. Hey, that was pretty good. Steve and I know each other. That was pretty good. Really? Hey, that was nice. That was got each other. Brotherhood end the show. Nice. Uh, let's end the show actually with no sweat bats. What do you got? Uh, it's going to be the Rams for me at plus three. I think that's my strongest lean on this one here. I would say close by though. Uh, so Rams is a priority here, but uh, Evans over 66 and a half is the other. Josh? Both dogs. Let's hope they bark here. Emerson, Packers, ideally seven and a half. Try to get the hook there. Top contrarian play 40%. Dak Prescott, one and five against the spread in his career in the postseason. And the Rams. I'm with the, I'm with the boys. Uh, only 47% bets, 60% money. A lot of uh, factor I put into the experience of McVay and Stafford. Let's have both these dogs bark. Apple dog is barking this oh, morning. Yeah. What about you, sack of potatoes? Love that. Everybody loves the football games today. Give me the Clippers on the money line. We're going to the NBA. Oh, boring, boring, boring. Guess what? That, then that's all we ask for you to do during this segment. Yeah. And you guys say, hey, play some of those sneaky basketball yeah. games. All right, I'm done. Wrap up. Okay, sounds Thanks good. Enjoy the rest of uh, <laughs> Super Wild Card Weekend. We'll see everyone back here next Saturday morning, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Sounds good. At Bed365, 
we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.